Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for January 20th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric and I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21, on Instagram, TikTok at ETOF21 Sports. For free horse racing picks at ETOF21 Sports underscore horse underscore racing. For some fantasy football advice on the grab at ETOF21 Sports underscore fantasy. And make sure you follow that YouTube channel to watch the ETOF21 Sports Show. Um, handle there is ETOF21. Boy, oh boy, that is a long-ass intro. How is everyone doing today? It's divisional weekend in the NFL playoffs, so obviously we're going to be focusing on that a lot. Nick's going to come on. We're going to talk about how to build a DFS lineup for this weekend. And, of course, Damon's going to come on, and we are going to talk about the... NFL divisional bets and what bets to lock in. But before we jump into all that, I need to just touch on the FanDuel situation because this, I'm not going to lie, this has me so pissed off. If you guys understood how pissed off I was about FanDuel, I, I, I can't put into words how pissed off I am. And the reason why I'm pissed off because I know way more than I should. It's kind of a gift and an effing curse. And A, they didn't do the contest because of the overlay they would have lost money so the whole bullshit about having computer issues was messed up and even if you want to believe that you're telling me a billion dollar company doesn't have backup on top of 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 backup come on let's start examining it they did that because they didn't want to lose money they were going to lose money and then they give you a five dollar credit here, here's five bucks. Now, don't get it wrong. I was in this DraftKings stuff, was in the FanDuel stuff deep when it first came out. I was trying to draft the millions. And I came close a couple of times. And then I started noticing stuff. And I started getting some calls, some invites, some stuff. I started to meet some people. Basically, how they work, and this is why the $5 rebate, $5 free rate messed me up, is it's the whale concept in the casino. They try to get the big players to bet a lot and they give them free plays and free incentives. If you guys knew how much those guys got in free stuff from DraftKings, from FanDuel, you'd be absolutely pissed off. It is disgusting. And these people that win the millionaire maker, they try to live this lifestyle that's not theirs. All that happens is they're entering the millionaire maker in these contests the max amount of times and the majority of the time they're not winning. And they try to put off that they live this crazy lifestyle, which is absolutely not true. Some of these guys are poor to the bone. And then when I looked back and I saw this stuff, I was like, dude, you don't want to end up like this guy. I was playing these contests. I was doing one to two entry and I was doing okay. I finished third. Third is the highest I've ever finished in the Millionaire Maker. And I finished third with one entry. And then I started thinking back. I was like, dude, why don't you just double your money? So I accustomed to it. I just play these 50-50s, and that's what I started doing. Those guys razzed the shit out of me when I used to talk to them, but I was like, guys, I'm not going to do this. Sports betting has been my thing. This is kind of like the other thing I do. I'm not going to divulge all my time to it when I do the majority of stuff sports betting. I'm going to dive in, do one contest, and then that's it. I'm not going to be spending the time to make sure I have every single avenue covered, and then if something funky happens... Lose money like you are. That doesn't make sense. Why the hell would I do that? 
to give off this persona that I'm living this lifestyle that these all these DFS sharps do? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that at all. And the other thing this kind of should prove to you, and I've been saying it for a while, FanDuel, they in those other DFS sites, they don't give a rat's ass. They care about sports betting. Sports betting is their new puppy. Sports betting is where they're making the money. And we can kind of see that because you have these DFS guys that have been on social media forever slowly start transitioning to the gambling stuff. And I'll say it. I'll say it if no one else will. Some of this gambling advice they give is some of the funniest shit in the whole goddamn world. And it basically tells these guys have known nothing, but they're trying to use their DFS business to drive into sports betting. I don't know. It's one of those things that really upset me. I could go on and on. I've vented a lot about it on the ETOF21 Sports Show to make sure to check that out if you want to hear more. Quick thoughts on Wild Card Weekend. Seahawks ahead of schedule. Obviously, they got to decide what they want to do with Geno. I think they should move on from Geno. Geno is who he is. That turnover's on him. Ball was too low. They definitely have some defensive issues, but they have their two of book and tackles on the cheap on rookie deals so they're going to have a little four-year window where they can do some stuff kenneth walker dk metcalf Lockett. they have some weapons but have to get their defense more sound and they have to get the quarterback position figured out 49ers obviously i've been harping on it for a while ward has some issues covering people i think lamb's going to be able to eat him up chargers chargers obviously got rid of lombardi after that anyone that knows me knows i'm a lions fan look when lombardi was the oc at the lions the Jets said the first game of year two, there was, they knew what was going to come. Stafford was complaining about him being the OC. So this doesn't shock me that they got rid of him. And guys, Staley's, his defense is good. You know, they just got to get their OC figured out and they have to run the ball. Obviously, they have some offensive line issues, staying healthy, but they have to get an OC that will commit to the running game. Uh, Dolphins... Look, position to win with a third-string quarterback. Never thought I'd see that. You know, we obviously had them first half. Uh, they have to figure out. I know they committed to Tua long-term, but I don't really think he's the real deal. Obviously, they fire the D.C. Defense isn't that good. Obviously, Xavier Hire gave up some big plays, needed a couple digs. Once they started doing that, the Bills struggled. Bills got to run the ball. They got to run the ball. They have to run the ball. They have to get committed to run the ball. Giants did an interesting thing. Started playing two tight end sets. Dable showing why he should be the coach of the year in the NFL with what he's doing. Giants do have a bottom third roster in the league in my eyes. And what he's able to do is absolutely amazing to me. Vikings got rid of their DC. Obviously the luckiest team in football. And it showed. Uh, defense is a complete effing nightmare. Uh, they definitely need some talent. Look for that to be an area of concern in the draft. And this team is a hammer. An absolute hammer on team win total under for next season Bengals three offensive linemen out all you need to know Ravens Ravens have an interesting situation obviously got they got rid of their OC Roman with him being out they're gonna have to bring in an OC obviously they're more than likely gonna franchise tag Lamar Jackson so Jackson's gonna miss time with a new OC new system Uh, that could be a little troublesome if you are a Ravens fan, maybe we're going to be looking to bet Ravens unders. Bucks, I think Brady's gone. Leftwich is out. Brady, but the main thing is you have a 45 year old quarterback dropping back so much. They needed to get that run going game going. Obviously, didn't. But I don't think firing Leftwich was the answer. Let's face it, he's been to what? He's, he has three divisional titles in a row, and you're firing him. 
I don't think he was an issue. I obviously think that the offensive line was an issue and them staying with Brady. I think Brady, they need to get rid of Brady, I to be honest with you. He doesn't do it. In today's NFL, you need a mobile quarterback, and that's not what Tom Brady is. Cowboys give McCarthy credit because McCarthy did get this ship going in the right direction. That was the, mo- that was the most prepared I have ever seen a Mike McCarthy offense. So that's kind of my NFL thoughts. Obviously, my FanDuel thoughts, you want to see more, you go to the ETOF21 Sports Show that's on my YouTube channel. Went more in-depth into it. Now let's jump into the podcast. Like I said, we have a phenomenal show for you today. Uh, it's going to be mainly focusing on the NFL. Nick, a.k.a. at NN Fantasy on Twitter comes on. Him and I give you a DFS build. And my boy, David, a.k.a. Better DP 21 comes on and we tell you what our bets are for the divisional round. So let's jump right into it. We've reached the part of the podcast where we're going to be talking some DFS talking who better to come on than Nick, a.k.a. at NAA Fantasy on Twitter. Nick, how you doing today, my man? Good. Running around. Just got back from Philly. Ooh, ooh, look at you. I've never been to Philly. I've always wanted to go to Philly. Um, Any, uh, were you hanging out with... uh, Hertz and Sanders and crew. Yeah, they got me some cheesesteaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those that don't know what happens is we talk about the DFS lineup. We usually do a build for FanDuel, but, you know, the build we gave, we got refunded last week, obviously, because of the whole instant what happened at FanDuel. I gave my thoughts about it earlier in the podcast. Nick, I'm interested to hear what you think about what happened um, with FanDuel this past weekend. Yeah, I was a little bummed. Um, you know, I thought I thought we had a decent lineup. Probably could have got us some money, but uh, we'll never know. Um, you know, FanDuel... It definitely would. I mean, you look at the people that performed well, they were in our lineup. I mean, I yeah. think... I mean, Etienne went off. Um, I'm trying to think who else went off. Like, the... Um, Dobbins Hodgins. had a good game. Hodgins, Hodgins had a good game. I mean... Yeah. We freaking nailed that lineup. We freaking nailed that lineup. And it's a little uh, – Knox had a tutty. You know, we had Knox in there. So we definitely would have made some money. But go ahead. I'm sorry. What was your uh, thought on the no, whole I – mean, uh, Yeah, I mean, FanDuel, you know, they did what they did because they knew they weren't going to make any money. So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you got to think of it like it's like a casino. <laughs> it is a casino. So, so. Let, let, let me ask you this. Do you believe – that a multi-billion dollar company would not have their contest backup after backup after backup. I mean, they should. They got to get better at that. Uh, I'll leave it I at mean, that. but do you believe they don't have it backed up? No, they have it backed up. Exactly. exactly. There's, no way. There's no way they don't have redundancy to that. There's no way. No. Because you have to think about it like issues. this. Like, our info, like our log and stuff, whatever, that's back up on top of back up. All that stuff has to be backed up. And they're a multi-million, multi-billion dollar company. So Yeah, it was just an excuse. <laughs> yeah, just and yet magically, oh, magically it's all sorted out. The NHL and NBA are here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then um, oh here, hey, I know we screwed you over, but hey, here's five bucks. To me, that five nice. buck credit in my account made it worse. I was more pissed off after I got the five dollar credit. <laughs> yeah, because you could have made that, so much more, you know. Like, 
Well, no, but I know how they operate on the casino whale concept. Yeah. That's how all these things operate. The casino, the casino whale concept is basically the business plan for FanDuel and DraftKings with all those like quote unquote whale players. So I know how much money they give them, and you give me a big fu by giving me five five dollars. So right. I don't know, but instead of Nick and I ranting, we're just going to be playing at DraftKings. We're taking ourselves someplace else. Um, DraftKings yeah. full point PPR, you get the bonus for a hundred dollar receipt, a hundred dollars, sorry, hundred yards receiving, hundred yards rushing, three hundred passing. So the scoring is a little different. So those like if you're switching, you got to make sure um, you you read those rules. Pricing significantly, um, significantly different. Um, I think it's really key that we still kind of have the same idea when we start with the defense. Um, defensively, you know, it's kind of interesting. We're only down to six teams. Is there a defense that's kind of sticking out to you? Yeah, the Bills. I mean, they're they're at home. They wanna they wanna finish the game against the Bengals. And the Bengals are missing three offensive linemen. And their offense really struggled once Williams went out. So, you know, I also think that those line linemen that are out for the Bengals are, you know, they're they're doing more Burrow's doing more three step dropbacks because of that, and he doesn't like doing it. And I think yeah. the Bills are gonna get home and, you know, put a lot of pressure on him early and make him nervous. And then it forces Mixon, P. Ryan to stay back and protect. And also yeah. something like it's going to be loud in Buffalo. You know, you have all those hand signals and cadence that people play off of that are used in the offensive line. So I think that's going to be a real big issue. So I absolutely love the Bills. So we're going to put them in at 2,900 to stop start out. Now, after that, we need to go up to the quarterback position. Whew. I mean, we have many, many ways to go at the quarterback position. And I'm looking yeah. at it right now. A, we could we could pay up for sure. We could definitely pay up. We could go the Josh Allen route. Pat Josh Allen, 7,800. Patrick Mahomes, 8,000. 8, Jalen Hurts, 76. Burrow, 65. Prescott, 61. Lawrence, 6,000. Um, Jones fifty eight hundred or Purdy fifty four hundo. Where's your head at here? You know, I I don't want to pay up because uh, I, I want to keep the the rest of the lineup opened up. So you know, I'm not going to go bottom of the barrel, but I'm going to go uh, Dak Prescott this week. Um, I I mean, we all know that the 49ers' weaknesses are secondary, and if the offensive line of the Cowboys can you know, protect Prescott, then I really think they're going to take advantage of the 49ers secondary. He'll be able to throw the ball, you know, and get it downfield and, um, you know, get some, get some points there and maybe even get us that 300 yard bonus. And also they're going to be able to take advantage of Ward. Um, <clears throat> and we're going to get, how can I work? I don't think they'll be able to run. I think if they have to move the ball, it's going to be in the air. Um, so that's why I absolutely love Dak. Um, I worry about Mahomes is there's going to be some weather issue. Allen, if they get up big, hurts. I mean, dude, like he hasn't, he really hasn't been playing that much. So that's, that's no. a big worry. So, yeah, I'd be nervous. I'd be nervous starting hurts uh, to get the points that you want. Yeah. I don't. 
So, and then Purdy, there's no way this is the best defense Purdy has ever played. And let's just rewind back. The Raiders were moving the ball on this 49ers defense. The Seahawks were moving the ball on this 49ers defense before that costly Geno Smith turnover. I think the Cowboys are going to be able to, too. So, yeah, I I like Prescott here um, as well. So let's put it in here. Now, um, you know, we got 41,000 left. And I really think the big elephant in the room is this, the tight end position. Looking at the tight end position, I really feel that we can go one of of three ways. We can go Kelsey. We can go Kittle. Or we can go Dallas Gobert. Or is there someone else that you're looking at that we think we could take advantage of in that matchup? I, I'm actually going to go away from those three. I'm going to go with your boy, Evan Ingram. Double E. Yeah, I mean, he he led he led the Jags last week in yards, and he was third in targets. And the Chiefs are 19th DVOA defending the tight end. And for the season, they're allowing eight points per game to opposing tight ends. And Ingram's averaging 13.55 points per game in the last four. So yeah, I'm going to keep it low budget. Yeah. I mean, I think if we don't use Kelsey, I kind of feel Ingram's the guy just kind of thinking about it. And after listening to what you said, um, and let's face it, the Jaguars are probably going to be down in the game. So they're going to have to throw the ball anyway. So exactly. I, um, I like that. I like that thought process a lot of taking Evan Ingram. I wish I knew what his middle name was because I give him like the full like introduction too. Um, Trip, maybe it's Triple E. <laughs> <laughs> Triple E. Um, so we got Ingram right there. Um, okay, so now let's shift our attention to the running back position. Now I have a running back. I gave I gave this prop out on my live stream on on Tuesday of over 10 and a half yards receiving, which the line was absolutely absurd. And I can't believe the line actually, the, the book posted that, that low it's been bloomed up to, um, to 17 and a half. He was in our lineup last week, completely balled out of control. I think, you know who I'm talking about. Mr. Travis. Yeah. Travis at the end. <laughs> what do you think about big, big T fry? I think we got to roll with him. Another Jag. I mean, he's if they do get down in that game, he'll still be a viable option in the passing game out of the backfield. So the Chiefs are giving up 23.6 fantasy points a game to opposing running backs. And the Chiefs have given up the fourth most receiving yards to opposing running backs. And in the DraftKings format, you know, we're getting full point PPR. So having Etienne is a huge bonus here, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree 100%. Um, yeah, because you're going to get – I mean, just think about this. Like, if he rushes for 100, has five catches for 50, you know, that's 20 yeah. points right there. And he scores a tutty. So. Um, and it, but it's important to remember with this, while you guys are piecing this lineup together and everything, understand since there's more incentive points bonus in the DraftKings lineup – the point we need to get to in our 50-50 contest is going to be a little bit higher 
because there's more points scored. It's important that we remember this and understanding the scoring. Now, if you go to Super Do Super Draft or um, another one of these sites, make sure you guys read the scoring system so that way you fully understand what is going on. Um, right. So right now we have Prescott, Etienne, Evan Ingram, the Bills D. Is there someone on the Chiefs side of the ball that you'd like to get into this lineup? So, you know, I want I want a Chiefs wide receiver in this one. Um, you know, Juju is the guy I'm looking at right now. Uh, but if we do get word that uh, Hardman's going to play, then I might we might shift to Hardman. But you know, Trey Herndon is in the slot, and he's a player to target in the Jag secondary. So, you know, if we get Hardman in there, um, oh, I did just get word that Hardman is out. So yeah, we Shepard, are going to stick with yeah, we're going to yeah, stick Shepard with Smith Schuster out right now. That yeah. uh, that Schuster that Hardman is out, so Schuster is going to be playing in the slot. Okay, so there you go, Juju all the way. Uh, he'll, he'll have Her Herndon on him, and you know the Jag secondary is is weak in the slot there. So I think Sh Schuster is up for a big game there. He's fifty one hundred, so you're not breaking the bank there. Uh, I think it's good to open up some other uh, options in the wide receiving core as well if you get Schuster in the lineup. Um, yeah, they're like, they're like Trey Herndon is one one in PFF. I mean, this is a big thing. And I'll be honest, we were right. We had Keenan Allen. He was targeted 13 times. He was wide open on a touchdown that. <laughs> I know but that I was mean, so frustrating. <laughs> definitely. I think Juju Smith Schuster is going to be someone we're going to look to. And we've kind of seen that he is someone that is targeted, um, when, um, when need be, um, now let's shift our attention. You know, we have a, a running back position open. Um, in terms of the running back position, where do you think? You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Philly, uh, you know, with Hertz coming back off of an injury, I think they're going to play him a little cautiously and they're going to try to get Sanders going in the run game uh, to, you know, kind of protect Hertz. So, you know, the giants are, 32 DVOA defending the run and giving up 23 points per game to opposing running backs. So I think Sanders is a, is a great option here. Um, so I, I think they're going to run the ball more with him just to get uh, Hertz comfortable because he hasn't played. Yeah. I think they're going to look to establish that run. Giants are batting against the run, no doubt. Um, and I think they're going to lean on that running game. Uh, we saw the secondary kind of take away just Justin Fields. They got, uh, Oh my God, I think Lawrence back which helped take away uh, Justin Jefferson. So that's going to hopefully take away A.J. Brown. So you're going to have to lean on Miles Sanders a little bit more. So I definitely like that. Um, now we got two wide receivers in the flex left. Who are you looking at in the wide receiver room? Uh, I got to go with Diggs. Um, Stefan Diggs, I mean – Along with the issues on the O-line for the Bengals, you know, they're seriously having some problems in the secondary. Uh, so, you know, with uh, since Awuzi has been hurt, the Bengals are allowing the fourth most passing yards. And Eli Apple also got hurt, so we're still waiting on word if he plays or not. And if he doesn't go, or even if, even if he does go, it's still – they're still giving up the third most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, him and uh, Taylor Britt. So, you know, I, I think Diggs is a great option here. 7,700. Uh, 
to get him in the lineup because we opened it up with uh, Schuster being only 51. Yeah, I mean, I think I actually, um, on the segment I do with uh, David, a.k.a. Uh, better DP21, um, which is going to be later on in the podcast, one of my prop plays is digs over 80 and a half yards. Um, 80 and a half yards receiving, so I definitely like this. I think he's going to be able to eat against – like it could be two backup DBs, you know, and with how good the Bengals are against the run, I, I expect them to air it out a little bit more. So I definitely love that. So now we're down to, we have 11,800 left. We have Prescott, Etienne, Sanders, Diggs, Schuster, Ingram, and the Bills defense. Where are we going next, my friend? Well, let's go to that third wide receiver. Uh, you know, I'm liking, I'm liking CD lamb this week with a little Prescott lamb, uh, stack here. So, you know, he runs out of the slot a little over 60% of the time. So that means he's going to be matched up against Jimmy Ward, uh, who's allowing an 81% catch rate (laughs) and lamb has gone over through a hundred yards, three out of the last five and has touchdowns in four out of the last five. So he had a solid game last week as well. Um, so I think uh, C.D. Lamb at 7,300 with, again, Schuster, you know, opening that up more so we can put Diggs and Lamb in the lineup is great. He's definitely the alpha, and I th- expect them to lean on. We saw we saw what a great game D.K. had last week, and I think that's kind of the, the floor for Lamb. He's, I think he's going to be able to take advantage of the 49ers and everything, and um, – you know, that Lamb's got to be that guy, you know, he's, he's got to step up and be that guy. He definitely has to be the alpha in the room. Um, yeah. Now we got one position left. We got the flex. Are we going two wide receiver? Uh, sorry, four wide receivers, three running backs. What are we doing here? My friend. I'm liking the wide receiver again in the flex. Um, you know, Slayton, I think is a great option here. I know that Hodgins, because of his last few games has been a popular pick, but I'm going to go with Slayton this week. He did have eight targets, four catches and 88 yards last week. And with Maddox possibly out for the Eagles, it's a positive matchup that, you know, the giants could definitely take advantage of. Um, And they could find themselves behind here too, where, you know, Danny Dimes will have to air it out a little bit. So Slayton's Slayton's that guy, man. So, I think um, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna focus a little bit more on Hodgins too since he's been kind of blowing it up for them. So I think um, I think Slayton's a little sneaky uh, flex play here. And also, like a big thing that happened in the Vikings game, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants did it again, is they played a lot of two tight end sets, and thus that led to Ricky James not being on the field. They left they in the routes the the players running routes was meaning mainly Hodgins, Slayton, and Bellinger, along with Saquon. So if they're going two tight end sets, you know, we don't have to worry about James cutting into it. Um, And even though Hodgins is still balling out of control, I think Slayton's still the alpha of this room. You know what I mean? Like, if you just kind of look back and you can throw, and you're Danny Dimes, you're going to throw it to Slayton. You know what I mean? He threw it to Slade and he dropped the pass. Like on third down, the most important down of the game, he threw it to Slade. So I think I, I absolutely love this play. Um, 
And Slayton's going to want that revenge from that yeah. drop last week. So. And with Maddox being out, that's definitely going to open stuff up, I feel, um, with Gardner Johnson, who's a safety, having to play man. I think Slayton's going to open him up. And if they do get down, they are seven, seven and a half point, even eight point favorites on one shop. You know, dude, I think this is going to open yeah. stuff up for um, for Slayton. And, you know, I think I think this is a pretty solid lineup. And call me crazy, man. I think we're in a pretty effing good position with this lineup. Hopefully DraftKings doesn't cancel the lineup like a sports book, like a, like a uh, site we're not going to mention. Hopefully they don't have computer issues. <laughs> so we have Prescott. Travis Etienne, Miles Sanders, Stefan Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, Juju Smith-Schuster, Evan, my man Ingram, Darius Slayton, and the Buffalo Bills defense. That is going to round out the DFS segment. Now we're going to shift over. We're kind of been doing this NFL playoff challenge with everyone going on. Um, you know, we did okay last week. And the reason I only say we did okay is it's like last week was kind of like, I don't want to say like a sacrificial, you know what I mean? Like we were kind of playing to get the double on some, you know what I mean? Like right. we had, um, we had Kelsey in there. We had the other guys in there. So uh, Miles Sanders too. Miles Sanders. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we took some zeros, obviously, we thought um, we thought we were gonna our boy man, dude. I still can't believe they that the Chargers, the Chargers lost. lost. I know, I know. We I mean, did pretty they, good. We we got twenty two from Allen, twenty two from McCaffrey, eighteen from Diggs, twelve from Keenan Allen, fifteen from Robbie Gold, and twelve from the 49ers defense. Now, I mean, basically, since Keenan Allen's been eliminated. I mean, we got to figure we're keeping Josh Allen in there to get double points, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's nobody we're changing, right? Nobody nobody we're changing. Uh, I'm, not, I'm comfortable. Huh? Except for one, Keenan Allen, who lost. Correct, because, yeah, we have to, we have to fill that spot because he's out. So, um, you know, everybody else stays in. Uh, we want to get those double points from Kelsey and Sanders, who gave us zero last week because they weren't playing. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my pick to replace Keenan Allen is CD lamb, who we just talked about. I think, I think he's going to get, uh, he's going to eat this week. He's going to get some good points and, um, you know, they may not win the game, but, (laughs) but we're also this, the strategy here is to, um, you know, keep getting those players from those teams you think are going to make it to the Super Bowl and keep getting those multipliers. Um, and I really think the Cowboys are kind of like a sneaky team right now. I mean, that they are really, really interesting matchup, and they um, they could pull it out. I mean, I mean, I think it know. honestly comes down to what line protects the better. Whatever line protects the better is going to win that game. Um, that's kind of kind of where I am with that. You know, it's going to be an interesting game. Should be the best game of the weekend, in my eyes. This is the absolute best weekend of football. Um, yes. So. Looking, look, really looking forward to it. Um, Nick, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? You can find me at NAA Fantasy on Twitter. Thanks for coming on. Until next week, my friend. We've reached the part of the podcast where we're going to be talking about 
betting and who better to come on than the old man himself, David, a.k.a. Better DP21. How you doing, my man? Doing good. You know, another day older, another day wiser to give out, you know, proper bet information to everybody. <laughs> I mean, like, for those, David's birthday was earlier in the week. And, like, it's kind of funny, like, you remember when we were, like, young pups in our 20s we'd go out until like 4 a.m just be ripping jaegers <laughs> on our birthday dude yeah. and now it's like oh i went out i had dinner you know it's just it's just kind of crazy like when you just kind of sit back and you kind of think to yourself god damn it dude i'm old yeah <laughs> you know what i That's mean like, <laughs> i don't i don't like think i'm old but yeah i, I got you <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, God damn it, dude. Like, when the hell did I get old? And, like, my parents say that to me all the time. And it's just like, I, I guess this is the year I'm kind of realizing that, if that makes sense. You know what I yeah. mean? So, right, right. Um, you, you guys aren't here to listen to two old men talk about getting old. You're here to make <laughs> some money. 31 20 and three last week. Uh, you know, special thank you to the Chargers for blowing that game last week. Special thank you to the Buccaneers for blowing that game last week as well. Yep. Um, you know, I felt I was right on the Keenan Allen. You know, he had 13 targets. You know, he just, you know, Herbert so overthrew him a couple times. You know, just a hair off. We did beat the number by seven yards. So that was good. Uh, but new week, new opportunities. And for those watching or listening for the first time, um, how it works is David gives a first half bet. I give a player prop. David gives a side or a total. Then I give a side or a total. As always, David kicks us off. David, where are we going to first? All right, so looking at the first half together, um, you know, I'm looking at the Giants-Eagles game. Uh, I, you know, the line's currently sitting in the first half at a four-and-a-half cover for the Eagles as a favorite. Um, You know, over-unders are looking at uh, 23-and-a-half, I think, on the Vegas total right now. So uh, looking at the Giants-Eagles game, I'm going on the side of the Eagles minus four-and-a-half for the first half. My number's are showing the Eagles should cover this number by a two-score margin in the first half. So I'm actually showing a model average of minus 10. That being said, that's a great six-and-a-half uh, or five-and-a-half point advantage, you know, to uh, to our advantage, if you will, um, from the sportsbook line. So, you know, the way I just look at this is, you know, Eagles had their bye. Uh, they had a rested week. They did come out and play strong, you know, against them and, week 18 to, to, you know, secure their position as the number one uh, seeding and everything like that. And, you know, I just, I, I go back to what I've been going back to on the well with them for this first half play for majority of our season, right? Like they have the passing and offensive uh, numbers to really exploit the Giants defense, um, which is ranked respectively in the very lowest tier. They look like trash in the, with that, but Hey, this is playoff time, right? Like, you know, they showed up. I expected them to be that dog win over Minnesota. Minnesota had always looked very suspect with their differentials in terms of their numbers uh, from my point of view. Um, you know, so I have them, you know, respectively, Giants respectively ranked 29th on defense, passing defense at number 32. I just don't see them keeping up with such a strong team that has pretty much owned them all season. Um, and I think they will continue to show that. Uh, this weekend so that is that is where i'm going first half eagles minus four and a half 
I think sometimes we need to remember as betters, we fall in love with the last thing we saw and we kind of saw what happened and we need to be able to kind of sit back and look at the stats. So, you know, just kind of looking at it, you know, I get it, you know, the, um, in layman's terms, the giant, how can I say it's the Eagles, the Eagles defense is light years better than the Vikings defense. Right. And maybe, you know, Daniel Jones getting a little overhyped for, um, you know, for what he did. So I like it. I like the Eagles. As, and look, dude, I hope they win. I'm sitting on a 35 to 1 future. So I definitely oh, like, yeah. like oh, the yeah. Eagles. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully they can get it done and, you know, move on. Definitely like that. Definitely like that first half bet. Uh, my player prop, and I know you're going to like this, my man. It's a high, it's a high, high, high number, but I feel I have to do it. Stefan Diggs yes. over. 80 and a half since losing a wazier teams have been able to throw on the Bengals. The Bengals are actually allowing the fourth most passing yards since he went down. Also important to remember that Eli Apple got hurt. So now instead of one DB out, you're going to have potentially two DBs out and let's face it. Eli Apple is nowhere near the level of a DB that can cover Stefan Diggs. Um, Diggs, 28% target share. He's averaging nine targets per game. I think this is going to – I think they're going to look to take advantage of the issues in the Bengals secondary because the Bengals run defense is so stout. They definitely have some holes in the secondary. And with Britt and Apple and potentially Apple not even being there, that's a huge matchup. I think the Bills are going to be able to throw all – over the Bengals, and I think he should cruise over this number. Also, if you want to do a prop where Diggs to have the most receiving yards for the weekend, I, I actually like that prop a lot. So my first play, Stefan Diggs over 80 and a half yards receiving. I love it. I love to hear that music to my ears. I mean, I was just checking that line on the, the Bengals-Bills game, and, you know, to your point, um, not only just their secondary banged up, but, you know, uh that is actually their weakest focus as a, as a like holistic team, if you will. Um, they sit in the middle, middle of the pack in terms of passing defense. So, you know, my numbers hundred percent support that as well. And let's face it, like your boys, Dave, Dave, the Bills fan. Yep. yep. Um, they're just not a run, run heavy team. You know what I mean? It's always going to be a pass first team. And, you know, Diggs was, Diggs was going out of control last week until the Dolphins started doubling him. I don't know if they're going to start to double him this week. I think he's going to eat. I do um, too. I'm pulling it up right now. He is, you know, plus 750 to have the most receiving yards. You know what? For the weekend, I honestly don't hate that one at all. You know, yeah, plus 750 most receiving yards for the weekend. I kind of like that. So you can throw a little little money on that too as well. Now let's shift our attention over to the sides slash totals. Which one are you going for with first, my friend? Yeah, so uh, the game that I'm going to look at, the I think the game is probably going to have the most hype all weekend, possibly. I don't know. All these are really great matchups. But uh, Cowboys 49ers, right? Sunday Night Football. Um, you know, I'm looking at, both I'm looking at both side and total in this game, but the play that I'm giving out is going to be on the side. I'm looking at San Francisco minus four. 
Um, this team is, um, you know, ranked from my from my numbers in the the top five, if not the top two across the board of rushing offense, rushing defense, passing defense. Uh, passing offense is the only area they kind of lack in a little bit. Um, obviously, they use the run as a little bit of extension of the pass with McCaffrey. Um, you know, so Cowboys, you know, all right. They, they made it past old man Brady and, and the Bucks, right? Like, good for them. Uh, they're, they're coming up against a whole different beast in the defense, a whole different beast in offense to, to you know, contend with from their defensive perspective. Um, not to say that the Cowboys have a bad rushing defense, but, you know, their passing uh, defense is going to be a little more suspect with some of the weapons around, you know, uh, Purdy and the Niners and, and kind of what they're going to have to show. So I think, uh, I think it's going to be a great game, but I do have the Niners. Uh, my model average is showing more of like a line of minus nine, if you will, if I'm rounding up from minus eight and a half. So, you know, I got them pretty much winning against Dallas by pretty much a two score margin. Um, and I, I'm going to back that, you know, minus four is a really favorable line, uh, in my opinion. And, and that's where I'm going for this game. Um, I like it and I'm not going to lie. This is the hardest game for me. I, this, like, honestly, for me, this is the, every other game, I, the way I do stuff, I had a path. I was able to like, look at numbers, look at trends and everything and figure some stuff out. But I have no play on the side right now in this game, just because mm-hmm. I was playing different stuff out and I just don't know what to do, but I could, I see it as the 49ers more than likely winning a 31 to seven or winning on a last second play. Like right now in my head of heads, when we're recording this on Friday afternoon, that's, that's where my head is. So um, Prescott doesn't like to throw when he's pressured. So that could lead to some turnovers. And here's a little gambling thing. Prescott had was the highest priced ever to pay out for a future prop winner. So he won. He had the most interceptions this year. He was the highest priced ever to win it to like have something like that. Oh, wow. A little bit of betting history. Um, But with that being said, my next, my side is in my, my play. My next play is the total in that game. I took the under 46 and a half. This is my thought process. Like I said before, the 49ers, defense is going to be able to get to Dak. Dak doesn't like it when he has to get off um, his mark. We has to run to his right or left, throw on the run, and he's still kind of nursing that injury that he had a couple years back. Flip side, this is the best pass rusher that Purdy's played against. I think that he's going to be able to get to Purdy, make him a little bit uncomfortable. They're going to have to lean on that run game. But back to your point, I do kind of like the 49ers just kind of thinking about it in my head because the 49ers do have a better running game, and I don't think Dallas is going to be able to run in San Francisco because uh, Elliott likes to run in between. Powell likes to get to the outside, but I think that the speed of the linebackers is going to take away from um, Pollard getting able to the outside. And then in terms of Ward's issue in the secondary with Lamb, if – Armstead, Bosa, and company are able to get to Dak, they're not going to be able to take advantage of the issues in the 49ers secondary, namely Jimmy Ward is allowing an 81% catch rate. So 
I don't know. I see this being a low scoring, like 17 to 14, you know, maybe like a 24 seven type game, like a game like that. I don't think either team scores over 24 points. So I'm on the under 46 and a half. And my, my numbers support you there too. Actually my, my score average for this game is a score total of 22 to 16 in favor of the Niners. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so right under that, and you know, so I'm I'm obviously projecting more around a 38 total um, versus the 46 and a half that the book is laying right now. And yeah, I I agree. I think both pass rushes show up. Like I said, I think do you, I mean Dallas pat, uh, rushing defense is there just as strong as I mean you're talking probably the top two rushing defenses going against each other right now. So yeah. I think this game is going to actually be one a little bit more through the air. Um, if they, you know, find those holes where they need to, but it's just a matter of who gets to who at the quarterback position a little bit more. And, you know, and everything about my models, you know, stacking up that that'll be the 49ers. Yeah. It's an intriguing match on paper. I'm really looking forward to it. I kind of feel like when we just kind of look back at the, at the four matchups, I mean, you and I can both play out a scenario in our head where the Jags Chiefs game isn't close, where the yep. Giants Eagles game isn't close. And let's face it, Bengals don't have three offensive linemen <laughs> where your boys right. will steamroll the Bengals. Um, but this game, like, I don't know, it kind of gives that feel that it's going to be a little close with the 49ers pulling away at the end to yep. give you their cover. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be a great football great football weekend i'd like to thank you for you know taking time out of your your day to come on on your birthday weekend my friend old man um yeah david why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media thanks i appreciate it yeah anybody always you know look for me on uh, twitter instagram better dp21 better with an or and uh appreciate the time as always e you know what hopefully we made you guys some money we'll be back next week for God, we're already at the championship round next week. Crazy how time has flied. You have a good weekend, my friend, and have one of those tasty Miller Lights for me, buddy. Yes, sir. Let's go Bills Mafia. That's it for the podcast, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate the support. Reminder, the ETOF21 Sports Show is back live this Tuesday night on YouTube and Twitch. Scott Shapiro from Twin Spirals is going to be stopping by. Him and I are going to take a look back at the divisional round and give you our thoughts on the NFC and AFC Championship Plus. Gino's going to have his horse racing bet of the day. Make sure you give Nick and David a follow at NA Fantasy for Nick and at BetterDP21 on Twitter and Instagram for David. Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Until next week, boys and girls.